0: What an ending to the group stage at Euro 2020, Portugal and France play an entertaining 2-0 draw as well as Germany and Hungary and Germany survived thanks to that late goal. We have all the action to discuss as well as a very quick preview of the round of 16, which is just so enticing in so many ways with Belgium against Portugal and of course England against Germany and so many other games. We got Jonathan Johnson to discuss. Que Golazo begins right now everybody welcome to que so oh my goodness you're 2020 the group stage is done the round of 16 is set and we have jonathan johnson jj it's been a while how are you hey good thanks man yourself i'm good i'm tired man i'm tired are you tired join the,
1: join the club
0: <laughs> i'm tired listen cbs uh mightier than thou bosses i need a break all right. I'm just kidding. I love this. I'll do this every day. Uh, JJ working so hard, of course, follow him on CBS and on Twitter, John underscore the gossip JJ. What a great day to end it all 18 goals. I believe in total for the final day. That was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that was absolutely crazy. And I, I to be honest, I, I felt really pessimistic when I was doing the live blog of France-Portugal. I was like, there's no way that they're going to be able to live up to all the goals that we've just had in Group E. You know, Spain going on a massive tear. The drama of Sweden with the late goal as well. And then, you know, this happened in Group F. France 2-2 Portugal, Germany 2-2 Hungary in the most dramatic of circumstances, you know, Hungary really unlucky to go out based on the way that they performed, Germany really lucky to scrape through and it's it's incredible, I mean, especially when you bear in mind that France were already qualified coming into this, uh, you know, we knew that they were already going to go through, it was just a question of whether they finished first, second or third, uh, you know, And it didn't really look as if it was going to generate that much drama, yet here we are, uh, you know, after an evening of uh, soccer full of talking points.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's stick with that game for a second. Obviously, France were already through prior to the beginning of the games. It was just about seeding, of course. Um, But wow, I mean... Lee Phelps, uh, I was on HQ earlier, and Lee Phelps was like, I see a Ronaldo double here, and look what happened, a Ronaldo double. Obviously, the Pinaldo comments are going to come in at some point, but, you know, he tied Ali Daye. You cannot deny that. And France looked a bit shaky in the first 45 minutes. I thought Portugal did a good job, and they did something that I think a lot of us have been talking about, which is you needed to start Renato Sanchez, and Renato Sanchez started, and he played very well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it comes as no surprise to me. You know, I've seen firsthand... Uh, how Renato Sanchez can, can change the, the makeup of the team. He was so influential in that Lille Ligue 1 title winning side. Uh, You know, but to see him doing it on the international stage is fantastic as well, especially when you bear in mind that there's some of these guys in this Portuguese setup. They're not getting any younger. They're not going to be around for that much longer. And, you know, Sanchez is going to be one of the main men moving forward. So I think that he definitely made a big difference. You're right. You know, I do think that France look a bit vulnerable at the moment. They certainly don't seem, uh, you know, to be the same sort of, you know, machine that that ground its way to the, the 2018 World Cup title. But what I would say is that I think this was an important match for France – on the way to a potential final, uh, given that they finally have Karim Benzema firing in front of goal now. You know, you saw how important that penalty was, uh, you know, for him to get back in amongst the goals on blue. Uh, and then, you know, for him to get that goal at the beginning of the second half, I mean, okay, you know, the, the, the sort of sense of occasion was killed off a little bit because they had to check for the offside, you know, but it was still a fantastic finish from a very, very good Paul Pogba pass. Uh, you know, and I think Paul Pogba is actually probably one of the biggest success stories for France Uh, you know, so far out of this group stage because, you know, he played a key role in the goal, the only goal against Germany, uh, you know, and that, that understanding that he has with with Angolo Conte, it's it's been at the fore of every single match uh, that France have played so far. You know, I, I don't think that France would have drawn away at Hungary had uh, Pogba not been playing at the, at the level that he's at. So once again, a major influence for this French side. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm not really that surprised to see France, uh, Portugal, and Germany emerging from the group. But obviously, you know, Germany going through in second throws up that mouthwatering clash with England. Uh, you know, and I also think that France going through top and Portugal going through third sets it up quite nicely for that final that many people have predicted that they think will be between France and Portugal. You know, I think that that is still a possibility uh, and that there's a lot more to come from both of these sides.
0: Absolutely. Uh quick mention and Karim Benzema, I totally agree with you. Um, he needed this. He did it. Uh, well done. I think Paul Pogba has been my French player of the group stage. I think he's been tremendous. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with N'Golo Kante, because if he protects in the middle, it allows Paul Pogba to make those runs. But Paul Pogba has been tremendous. I think he's been fantastic. So moving forward, it'll be exciting to see what he does. Before we carry on, let me just uh, give everybody the round of 16 scenario here. We have Wales against Denmark. We have Italy against Austria. Netherlands against the Czech Republic, Belgium against Portugal, Croatia against Spain, Sweden against Ukraine, England against Germany. What could go wrong in that one? France against Switzerland, of course. Tasty, tasty. Are you looking at any of them, Jonathan Johnson? Anything that, uh, uh, you know, they're they're all great, I think, obviously. But any specific, aside from France, anything else are you looking at?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are obviously some, you know, big headline fixtures that are going to Generate attention, no matter how the teams have been playing. Belgium Portugal is a real heavyweight tie. Uh, you know France Switzerland. People will say that that's quite favourable towards France. Same uh, with Italy Austria. You know Croatia Spain is kind of interesting in that it's two kind of fading powers that haven't really impressed in the group stage yet managed to turn it on in their final match. Uh, you know I'm curious to see how that one will play out. Uh, you know Sweden Ukraine I guess is probably the one that fewest people. Uh, will be interested in. Obviously, you know, everyone is kind of emotionally invested in the, the Denmark story after everything that they've gone through uh, so far this tournament. Netherlands, Czech Republic, that looks, you know, quite favorable for for, for the Dutch. So, you know, I think it, it has to be this England-Germany uh, clash that everyone is going to be watching. It's either that or Belgium-Portugal for me. You know, I think that they're the two, arguably the two big heavyweight clashes uh, there outside of the group stage.
0: Belgium-Portugal is just a star-studded situation right there. Let's talk about England-Germany for a second. (laughs) I mean, it could have been... The thing is, like, no matter what was going to happen, England were just not going to... You know, it was a Group F contender. It was always going to be tough. But, you know, Germany were losing to Hungary for a while. And even when they equalized, you know, they allowed Hungary to score straight away as well. It, It took a Leon Goretzka goal to make it happen. Defensively, they're just not there. Uh, And, you know, I think England finally can maybe take some, you know, uh, comfort in thinking that this is not exactly your best Germany side. uh, But it's not like we've seen, you know, England to their absolute best, although they didn't lose, they didn't concede. So, you know, there's something to be said for that. Do you think that Wembley becomes also an advantage? How do you see that game?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's so much attached to this game. I mean, for me as an Englishman, you know, you grow up in Germany you are the big rival uh, on the international stage. You know, that yep. is the it is one of the big matches that you kind of look forward to. That has uh, you know the you know that there's going to be aggro. Uh, it's the same with uh, Argentina, England as well. Uh, you know, and, so, and I think you know both of these sides will be will be looking at it thinking like okay right we've you know we've managed to get out of the group stage it was a closer call for germany than it was for england but both of them will be looking at each other thinking you know what i, I fancy us over 90 minutes uh, you know I, d- I don't think that england have looked like uh, you know potential winners of this tournament uh, you know and i don't think that germany do either uh, you know so this, I guess, this has the 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 potential, given the quality in both of the squads, to, to to blow up and really be one of the games of the tournament. But I think for that to happen, uh, you know, England will have to find themselves under the cosh, you know, perhaps fall behind, uh, you know, and and really spark them to life because England uh, seem to be sleepwalking through this tournament at this moment in time, and it's uh, it, it's a real shame. You know, I thought that they would re- build on that early goal against Czech Republic, they didn't. Uh, you know, okay. You know, let's uh, let let let's let's give Gareth Southgate some kudos. They, he's been quite pragmatic so far. He's taken a leaf out of, out of Didier Deschamps' book, but if you're really going to follow that book, play by play, the latter stages is where you start to step it up. You know, you start to put your best attacking players on the field. Uh, you know, and I I just wonder if if that's going to be too much of a risk for Southgate. And you know, I think if he approaches it with the same, uh, you know, sort of same. Um, conservative outlook uh, that he's been going with so far this tournament that you know i think that germany will feel i mean for, for germany to actually get out of this group stage is something of a success given the way that they've been playing under joachim love over the last uh, 12 to 18 months so it's they're kind of in a situation where the pressure is off so i think that that makes them very dangerous opponents for england plus all of the uh you know the historical rivalry that uh that, that comes with this game
0: yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and it's going to be very intriguing to see what the lineups will be in that game next uh, week. You mentioned Belgium-Portugal. That's going to be fantastic. Cristiano Ronaldo, Romelu Lukaku, Kevin De Bruyne, Bruno Fernandes. Uh, just star started of course. I want to uh, quickly on Spain. They woke up today, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, to be honest, it was always going to take either a moment of genius or an absolute howler to, to bring Spain to life in this tournament. And unfortunately it was the latter for Dubravka, uh, you know, two own goals for Slovakia is, you know, it's kind of amusing looking at the, uh, at, at the Spanish goal scorers and sort of the lack of Traditional Spanish goal scorers, in that you had Laporte, who obviously you know is French-born and is now naturalized. So it was just Sarabia and uh, Ferran Torres who are actually you know the the Spanish Spanish uh, goal scorers in that team. You got two own goals as well. So a large slice of fortune, uh, you know, for for the Spaniards. But like I said, they were going to need something like that to really wake them up here. Uh, and now, you know, we'll see if the if the beast stirs and and you know has anything left. Like I said. It's, it's a really interesting matchup with Croatia because you're now looking at these two national teams, not really knowing where they are, because obviously they've got pedigree, they've got some fantastic talent. We saw Luka Modric, uh, you know, rolling back the years with that phenomenal finish against Scotland the other day. And if he can replicate that sort of performance, uh, you know, they can go a bit further. I don't think that they're of the same quality uh, that they had in 2018 when they got all the way to the World Cup final. But I do think that you know, with this draw, Croatia will fancy themselves to go at least one step further. The Spanish will as well. They'll look at the way that Croatia have performed in the group stage and struggled. Uh, and But they will also know, uh, you know, the value of somebody like Luka Modric and how he can lift a team, you know, given everything he's done with Real Madrid over the years. So that has the potential to be to be quite interesting. Obviously, it was heartbreaking for Slovakia to see them go out uh, in that fashion. But it was, uh, uh, you know, it, it was about time that Spain woke up, I think.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think your dog agrees as well. Hey, listen, JJ, quick question. Uh, do you think I reckon they should give the golden boot to like an own goal, like like somebody wearing an own goal t-shirt or whatever? What is it like six own goals now? Is that is that where we're at? Five? I mean, it's the record in Euro twenty twenty for sure. I think.
1: Yeah, obviously it's uh, you know there's been there's been so many own goals, it's uh, it's crazy. I think own goal must be the the top scorer in the tournament. Uh, I think it might even be a few more the, than six. Uh, you know, and obviously that it, it it makes for fantastic, entertaining viewing, but also at the same time, uh, you know, it it does also point to kind of like a, a little bit of a lack of quality uh, yeah. at times. You know, especially if you've got games where you've got multiple own goals, but uh, you know it. It's, it's had a bit of everything so far, this tournament in the group stage, uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's, turn, it's turned out to be more entertaining, I think, than many of us expected, given that three teams were advancing from the majority of the groups.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And today was a great proof of that with 18 goals in one day. All right, final question for you, JJ, as we have the round of 16, we know who's uh, in the knockout stage. Uh, has your mind changed on your favorite to win it all?
1: No, I'm still going to go for France. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, I still feel confident that it could be a France Portugal final, especially the way that the draw has panned out. However, there have been some teams who have been stronger than I thought they would be. The Dutch definitely being one, uh, and the Italians being the other. Then again, not that much of a surprise, given that they were both on home soil. We'll see how they handle, uh, you know, being away from home. Uh, but it's is more or less gone uh, as I expected. Uh, and we'll just see how some of those matches uh shape up. But the one thing I guess that I would have well that I would take from the the group stages so far is that the games where you'd expect a team to be heavy favorites, you know, it doesn't necessarily pan out that way. So I guess yeah. I'd say watch out to the likes of Italy, uh, you know, and France in particular, Netherlands as well against the Czech Republic, you know, games where they look overwhelming favorites coming into it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely right. Uh, It doesn't, uh, you know, there's more to the cover here, especially as the game goes along. And I think it's it's something to be said for the heightened, uh, you know, um, I think development and just the overall talent all across Europe, I think as well, you know, you could just see that everybody's talented, everybody has some real talented squads, but, you know, it's never as simple as just to say, oh, on paper, they're better and they're going to win. Absolutely right, Jonathan Johnson. What a day! I can't wait for the knockout stage. We will see you once again as well, especially as France uh, face Switzerland. That should be a good game. JJ, final words before we say goodbye.
1: Yeah, obviously looking forward to that one. You know, pretty much looking forward to all of the games. So, uh, you know, can't wait to be back on uh, dissecting more of this action with you.
0: Absolutely, my friend. Uh, enjoy it, and we will speak to you again. Thanks, brother. Take care. I want to thank Jonathan Johnson for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Pod. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We're on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Gay Please subscribe because you can watch all the videos there for your benefit. We're also on cbssports.com and your CBS Sports app. We got plenty more to come, including our round of 16. Huge preview looking ahead to the weekend and so much